0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Joe Cooked. I'm joined by Justin Wells. And today we're going to talk a little bit about some portal news that affects Texas, uh, get into what happens on a junior day like the one Texas is hosting this Saturday. Uh, then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what players Texas lost in the transfer portal and who might be the biggest loss uh, from those that group. So Make sure you subscribe to this channel, like this video. Uh, We provide Texas Longhorns content almost on a daily basis here between me, Justin, Bobby, and everybody else. Make sure you check out Inside Texas. You can get a subscription to Inside Texas through August 31st for just $29.99. So that gets you spring ball, all the recruiting updates, both now and in the summer official visit season summer workouts and training camp all the information right up until the Longhorns open the 2023 season. So Justin, you're uh you're up in East Texas now. You'll be making your way down here to Austin uh, before too long for help covering the Junior Day. What uh what what are you most excited about as far as uh, the Junior Day goes? New class. New class. Even though we cover
1: a couple of years in advance, just because that's the the way this industry and this business works. Once one class signs, you know, we those kids probably get a lot real tired of us. I'm sure we get a little tired of some of them. It's a new class. I, I, I love it's that new class smell. Twenty twenty four. To me, that's what I like about Junior Days. Is it kind of it um, refocuses everything. You 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 now get to you know shift to another 25 to 50 kids that you uh, that you get close to build relationships with and, and get to know a lot better because they could potentially be in Austin one day. And so to me, that that's my favorite part about junior day. As long as the weather's nice because <laughs> we're outdoors for a while, as long as the weather's nice. Um, yeah. That, that, that's my main thing is it's a new class. And for me, and, and I'm sure readers are the same way. They want to hear about new people. They want to hear new background, new stories, new, uh, you know, things about these kids. And so that's what Junior Day does for us a lot of times. It set, and, and for the staff, it sets the foundation for, okay, this is how we're going to, you know, push forward this year. These are a lot of the kids we've identified. and So it's to me, it's just a bunch of it, – it, it's a new smell to it, a new car smell type deal. Um, and that's why I like Junior Day, just because, hey, now we don't have to mess with 2023 anymore. For the most part, I always have to throw in the Deuce Robinson caveat for whatever reason. But it, that one's pretty much wrapped up. Now we get a whole new class, Joe. And to me, that's, um, that's really cool. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 seven customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgrainger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: Yeah, I'll switch it up. We'll we'll start junior day first before we go into some portal talk. And, you know, if you check out Inside Texas, uh, just before we started recording this video here on Thursday morning, we published, or Justin published, a brand new list of visitors who are expected to make it in, uh, including Texas Commit's. Jaden Allen, Hunter Mauden, and Trey Owens, the quarterback. Uh, But I think uh, you know instead of going into who's going to be there, um, as we've kind of rehashed over the past couple weeks all over this channel and on this video with you and I, I think it's worth talking about. You know what exactly goes on at these junior days. Uh, Sometimes programs can be really selective with who they want showing up to these types of events, but that's not what Texas is doing this weekend. They typically save that for. For over the summer uh, for either underclassmen or you know guys about to start their senior season. but with these junior days um, it's a real big opportunity for uh, uh, coaches, anybody involved with the program to make an introduction really. you know a lot of times you uh, the coaches, whether it be Steve Sarkeesian or any any of his assistants or anybody within the, the recruiting department, some of their only interactions are either, you know, just digi- uh, direct messages or text messages or maybe the occasional FaceTime if NCAA rules allow it. I can't really remember that specifically off the top of my head. So, a lot of instances, this is the program's first opportunity uh, to, you know, put a face to a name and shake hands and uh, really start building that personal interaction uh, that's so important in the recruiting process. Uh, you know, to make sure that uh, players feel comfortable and at home uh, when they are touring your facilities.
1: It, yeah, and it's 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 not just the players. Um, a lot of times, the players have actually spoke to the coaches before, or they they've already started a relationship with with staffers. It's a parents' opportunity to not only meet in person, eye to eye, a potential coaching staff that, that where your, your your son could to, could be attending. But you get an opportunity for, to see actual campus. You see the facilities. The parents get a, a better idea. It, it, it really does it, uh, encapsulate everything. Because parents want to, you know, you, you want to, you you can win over a kid all day long. But you're going to have to win over the parents, too, if you want to win that recruitment most of the time. And I think that's a, a, a good indicator of junior days, too. It, it's a chance for parents to, to meet eye to eye. I'm sure some of these have, have spoke on the phone with these coaches. But there is nothing like in-person contact, nothing. And, and, you know, covering recruiting, you can learn. You can text kids and call kids and message them on social media all you want. But until they see your eyes, you don't ever earn their trust. And I think that's one of the best things about Junior Day. You know, one of the big things also is, uh, you know, kids will come in in groups. They'll, they have them organized in groups. And, and oftentimes it's either by year, by position, uh, or it could be by priority. It, it's, it's always different. But, you know, a lot of times they'll usher them through the facilities, you know, kind of introduce them to to some of the professors. I know they've done that in the past where there were specific kids that wanted to go to a certain uh, academic department. They would go over there and and meet with those people. There are a lot of times where they'd show them where they would live. They show them the rooms. They show them where they would eat at the the tank. They show them, you know, different things like that. Um, A lot of times kids want to take pictures in the uniforms. That's a big thing now. Yeah, uh, Joe, as you know, and and so they'll, they'll set aside some some camera time for, for 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 kids, some kids to to take pictures in uniforms. They usually don't let all of them do that, and sometimes that's kind of an indicator of where a kid may be uh, on, on a prospect board, uh, de- depending on you know how much time they get with that. But there's just so many things that they try to cram literally into like eight hours <laughs> there's just so many you know and and for coaches you know you know catching up with a couple close to the program the last few days you know none of them have any plans the next day because they know Saturday is such a long day It, it, it there's so many it's just so many times you can shake hands and say hello and, and and introduce yourself and and literally walk 40 or 50 kids around campus like there's sometimes that, that that's what happens and so Junior days for us, obviously, is a good way to, to like, like we said, refocus, you know, get, get keyed in on a brand-new class. But for these for these players and these parents and these coaches, it's, it's a lot to, 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 to digest in one day. And that's why a lot of times Texas in the past has, has, has done this event twice. You know, we've got a couple kids that are going to be visiting on uh, the next weekend, on, on January 28th. And so you never know exactly, you know, how many are gonna come, but man, from the roster we posted today, we're looking at 40 or 50 kids already. And that's that's pretty much a, a full a full set. That's a full deck of cards for these coaches when they try to to get everything wrapped up in one junior day.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I feel like we're trying to, you know, peel back the curtain here, but you know there's a lot of regular experiences that line up with what these junior days are like. They're, they're like most other, you know, school or university open houses. They show you the parts that you're going to be around a lot. Uh, They show you the parts that you have keen interest in, like you mentioned. Um, But the thing is, you know, with, with this point, it's a lot of group settings. Uh, So, you know, you'll, you'll have your, you know, initial introductions with uh, various staffers, uh, maybe your assistant coach uh, or your position coach, um, and typically the head coach speaks to, to the entire room. Welcome. You know, this is what we got. This is what we're going to show you. Like to mention academic stuff. That's not just major specific. Uh, that also has to do with the advisors uh, that the athletic department has. I think that the football program specifically has. Um, stuff like that. Obviously parents are very interested in that. But a lot of the students are, or student, potential student athletes are as well. Um, a lot of it is group settings. You, know, you meet with your position coach. Uh, uh, to see, you know, kind of what uh, maybe their plans are for you, uh, some instructions, film, that type of thing. Um, and then oftentimes they will split parents and students. Uh, I think over, you know, the course of the past few years, we haven't been able to do this a ton, a ton with Steve Sarkeesian, but a lot of these look very similar. Uh, what's What they do is they'll have uh, current players' parents come in and, right. and host a panel, host a roundtable. Uh, for the prospective parents to ask questions, uh, things like that. Um, then there's also the, the current student-athletes panel. The uh, leadership uh, council. often the leadership, camp camp. leadership council. Guys like DeMarvin and even B. John Robinson and, and Roshan Johnson have been staples on these the past couple of years. It allows the uh, pr- prospective student-athletes to get a unfiltered look or unfiltered message from the current student-athletes. Um, uh, usually there's a big, you know, they bring pluckers, they bring, uh, pokey joes, something like that, some sort of good food for everybody to eat. And then I think towards the end of the day, um, most of the prospects get a chance to meet very quickly or for an extended amount with Steve Sarkeesian himself, uh, before they, they head out and then we get a chance to talk to him. So, um, that process looks really similar. I'm sure a bunch of different schools, um, especially on this, the introductory type junior day. One thing we know that I remember very clearly is that if you walk into Moncrief Newhouse, the, the football facility, there's a big front door, they have mannequins with all the jerseys, and they have this big video wall. And I know in the past on junior days that that video wall has had the big longhorn head like this, and it's also had a big old SEC logo right by it. Even though they're still a member of the Big Twelve, uh, you know that move seems imminent in the coming years. But they're definitely still selling that uh, and selling that to prospects, and uh, that's that's one little piece of evidence. And of course, sometimes uh, you know you'll get Chris Del Conte himself will come down and uh, offer his pitch. Uh, you know they they've had you know, professors, various stuff. So uh, it's, it's a good way for a lot of these prospective student athletes to get kind of the high level information about the school, uh, life as a student, life is just a longhorn, the facilities they'll be in. Uh, then they'll get some specific information, both parents and students from their coaches about, you know, what the offense or defense is like, uh, their envisioned role. Um, they may send out some offers as well. That always happens. Technically, I, I don't think they're supposed to they have to announce it 24 hours later day, uh, or something like that. But, uh, you know, the NCAA is real hard uh, at enforcing that that rule right now, especially when they're on Jim Harbaugh about cheeseburgers. So, um, you know, it's it, it's a big day for all these kids to really take in and experience what UT is like and uh, for the coaches to try and sell the vision that UT is the place for them to be and uh, i know we mentioned trey owens hunter modern and and Jaden allen those guys are going to be key uh they'll be you know uh this is an opportunity for them to kind of put their recruiting hat on it's not their job specifically but it's it's part of the responsibilities that they have a little bit uh as part as already being members of the 2024 class i think i i think we both kind of covered it all is there anything uh uh, I'm trying to think of some junior days in the past. I think I've showed you this before. I guess it was a picture from 2019 or something like that. I'll see if I can pull it up real quick and and send it to uh, our guy Matthew to get to send on the screen. But, you know, a lot of times these junior days are working almost three classes ahead. So a lot of these, yeah. uh, uh, you know, guys who are going to be juniors next year, they're class of 2025. These sophomores uh, are going to be sophomores next year. They are class of, what, 2026, I believe. Um, So you'll see a lot of these, uh, you know, work ahead. And I remember very specifically, I'll see if I can find it, uh, from a 2019 junior day, um, guys like Jatavian Sanders were there. Uh, Guys like even, um, let's see, I'm scrolling through it. Uh, oh wow! To Misha, an A and M transfer, but I'm trying to find the big Wasn't one. Wasn't Devon Campbell there too? I think Devon Campbell was there. I'm about to send Matthew this picture. That's where we it.
1: saw the transformation of Jatavian Sanders. Remember, we I'd gone to see him that that winter or in the playoffs the year before, and he had you know pretty good body, and then he came back, and it was like he had grown two inches and thirty pounds. It's like, oh, that's why he's projected so high. Okay, yeah, I, you, uh, you should break out the old junior day picture when Quinn Ewers was a freshman.
0: That's that's that, exactly what I sent to to Matthew okay. on a text. That message was his and,
1: freshman year going into his sophomore season, right? And, and, so, and um, Quinn was such a dork. I sent that. I've sent that to him before. Um, man, I don't think he likes that picture.
0: <laughs> it's an old one. It's an old one. Sending him back when he was still a recruit. And but that's that remember, remember Tim Beck
1: had told us, look, this is the real deal. Like this kid is different than the rest of them. Just understand when his year comes, this is the kid we want. Like they had that dude identified four years ago. I do remember that. That's where he it was after a playoff run at Southlake, they'd all bleached their hair. Like they do. Yeah, that was there's a lot of good fun memories there with with, with junior days. I I remember one specifically where I had the flu and it was thirty five degrees outside and I drove from Tyler to to Austin that morning, covered it and then drove back that that evening. And I could not have been more miserable. I could not have been in worse shape. Look at that dude. That was pre-mullet. That was pre-mullet. That's when you could still care. He still didn't really care what his hair looked like, obviously. But it wasn't the mullet, you know, <laughs> business in front, party in the backstage just yet. But, yeah, and I think that's your hand, actually. It looks like your hand. It, it
0: might be. So It looks like yeah. your hand on that one. Four yeah. years ago, that's when we got to uh, talk to to Quinn Ewers. Quinn and now Ewers, yeah, man. That likely was a fun day. There was but a good. But, but that just all serves to show that, you know, these are the opportunities to to meet some of the guys who yeah. uh, are going to be big on the recruiting stage in the next couple of years. So real That's interesting junior. one there. Uh, anything else on junior day or should we go to the other big topic? In that no, let's, let, let, let's jump
1: right to here. the portal, but let's finish strong. Jared Gibson, one of the number one tailbacks in the country, is going to be on campus. Uh, Michael Hudson, one of the top wide receivers in the country, is going to be on campus. Michael Uni, one of the top offensive linemen in the country, is going to be on campus. Dylan Williams, linebacker out of Poly, uh, Cal Poly in, in, in California, one of the top linebackers in the country. Hey, they're going big, and they usually do. We've seen that with sarjo they, they bring in some big, big names when they can. I remember when, when Arch Manning and that crew made their way through. Uh, it wasn't a junior day. It was a little bit different, but it was still a, a recruiting visit. These are big names, big kids. We are ch- constantly updating the roster. So you have to come to insidetexas.com about every 10 to 15 minutes. You got to refresh each time. It's the best form of medicine you could give anybody. Junior days big in 2024. Be sure and, and, and pay attention.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old. Absolutely. So uh the other big news uh over the past few days uh revolves around the the transfer portal. Uh Georgia wide receiver A.D. Mitchell, uh, who has caught a touchdown in all four of the college football playoff games that he has played in. Uh entered the transfer portal the other day. Uh he is originally from Missouri City, went to Ridge Point High School before. Moving to the Nashville area and uh, attending, uh, can't remember Cane Ridge. There it is, right on the screen, uh, just outside Nashville. Uh, was a key part of the Bulldogs' wide receiver core in 2021. battled some high ankle sprain injuries, I believe it was uh, in in 2022. But as soon as he was healthy enough to play, Kirby Smart and Todd Munk- Munkin put him back in the starting lineup when they had to match up against. Uh, Ohio State kept him in the starting lineup against TCU, and he scored touchdowns, important touchdowns, uh, in, in both those games. Texas is expected to pursue A.D. Mitchell. Um, he has some ties to the Houston area, obviously, has connections in the Dallas area too. Uh, 6'4", 190, doesn't have a lot of counting stats, but uh, he's a guy who has been you know, called on at wide receiver in the Bulldog offense during two very, very successful Uh, seasons uh, in Athens.
1: I wouldn't expect his numbers or rather any Georgia Bulldogs numbers on offense to, to really jump off the page because it's a very balanced offense. They, they are the epitome of spread it around. Uh, They've got three tailbacks that take average, that take regular carries. They've got four or five receivers that contribute on a regular basis. And they have two of the best tight ends this country's ever seen. And so you're not going to see big offensive numbers, and that doesn't take away from the the ability. This kid's a playmaker. He shows up at the biggest times in the biggest games. And if 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 if, if, if Texas needed anything in their lives, it's a kid like this. Uh, Mitchell brings that 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 height and that size that that you can spread the field. This allows Quinn Ewers and those guys to go a little more vertical. And and for Mitchell, you've got a kid that. You know, he, he, he might try to, you know, break out of his own shell. He, he's he's done a great job at Georgia. But at the same time, a lot of times kids kind of want to find their own way and they, and they love being a part of building something new. He's been a part of back to back national championships at Georgia. And that's something he'll have for the rest of his life. I'm thinking he wants a new challenge. I'm thinking he's wanting some a, a, a fresh start. So to speak. And that, that doesn't say anything negative about Georgia. It's just a lot of times it speaks about the kid. Right. We're talking about Georgia. We're not talking about Uga. And so at the same time, Mitchell's a kid that you definitely pursue because he's he's one of the missing pieces for this Texas offense to really flourish in 2023. We love that they're going to be in pursuit of him. I think that's I think that he could do nothing but but add depth to to this roster. I think they definitely need Counting the kids they brought in for, from the 2023 class of receiver, Mitchell, to me, would be the cherry on the top. Like, they got a lot of shifty in-space, speed, quick twitch kids, and John T. Cook, DeAndre Moore, Ryan Niblet. A.D. Mitchell's the opposite of that, and, and you need both of those for this offense to function uh, at a high level. Mitchell would be incredible, um, just does a lot of good things. and Like you said, he scored a touchdown when it matters, and to me that's uh, that's the most important facet.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's not exactly clear uh, who the, the contenders are. Like we said, we expect Texas to be. USC's
1: uh, in the mix as well.
0: USC seems like they're in the mix for any wide receiver who enters into the transfer portal these days. Uh, but obviously he has those Texas connections and should be interesting to watch. And uh, stay tuned to inside Texas over the next couple of days to see if the Longhorns start to factor a little bit more heavily uh, in Mitchell's new recruitment. Um as far as the transfer portal goes, though, uh, Texas has added, I think three so far. Uh, Jalen Catalan was announced officially yesterday. Uh, Ryan Sanborn, a punter from uh, Stanford, won't be joining the program till the summer, finishing up that uh, degree out on the farm. But Gavin Holmes, a Louisiana product who went to uh, Wake Forest, also is on campus for the spring semester. But there were some losses to the portal uh, for the Longhorns. Some of them were, you know, kind of depth guys. Uh, J.D. Coffee, uh, someone who uh, Johnson. saw ac- action on special teams, saw some snaps over the course of the year. Uh, he's now transferred to San Diego State. Logan Parr, basically the backup center, uh, chose SMU. Uh, but I think that there, the, you and I have uh, – Varying opinions on who the biggest loss uh, from the Longhorns to the transfer portal was. I'll let you go first. I think yours is a really good one, uh, but I have a little bit different uh, perspective on mine.
1: Yeah, I'm going with the E. I'm I'm going easy on Thursday morning, Joe. Hudson Card, the best backup quarterback and one of the best backup quarterbacks in college football last year. I understand what he's doing, and, and we completely support that kid. He has been top-notch, not only for us, but for this program for the last three or four years. Uh, Hudson's been tremendous, uh, unbelievable kid, incredible family. He's going to be missed because he has a lot of respect in that locker room. So many times quarterbacks get up and get out when the situation doesn't look their way. Hudson Carr never did that. All he did was buckle down and, and get tougher and get stronger. And, and if you'll look at some of these kids, they they went to some big places. Ovi went to Baton Rouge. <laughs> How many kids do you know that can say they played at Notre Dame, Texas, and LSU? Give OV his props. I, I hope he does a great job. Junior Engelau, you know, three year starter in Austin. He's in Eugene, Oregon now. He's going to go up there with the Ducks. Uh, He's a guy that I think would would have been great for depth, but the young, the youth of of offensive linemen that are coming in and that are already on campus have basically surpassed him, and so I I kind of understand that. But to me, it's Hudson Card. That's my pick, just because you can't put a price – well, I guess in the NIL age you can, but you really can't put a price on how valuable a backup – quarterback is. And when Quinn Ewers got hurt last year, Hudson Card came in and played really well. He, he, he managed the reins. He, he didn't turn the ball over. He, he put Texas in a good position. Um, that's my pick. Good, the best of luck. in Purdue, he's going to do a great job in West Lafayette. Graham Harrell is now the OC there. Matt Maddox is the O-line coach and one of the brightest young offensive minds in all of college football. And he will be a head coach in, 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 in D1 one day. And so I, I really like the, the coaching staff that Card's going to. I caught up with him last week, actually, just to, you know, congratulate him. And, and he's excited. He knows he's got an opportunity to go in there and win the job and, and, and get, 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 get an opportunity, a, a, a fresh start is, is really what it's kind of like with A.D. Mitchell. You know, Hudson's accomplished what he has. Now he, needs, he just needs that fresh start. And, and I think that's what Card's going to get at, at Purdue. And so that's my choice
0: before I get mine um, I think it's just kind of worth noting the the programs these guys are going to you got Ovi going to LSU uh, Logan Parr going to a good SMU program Uh, Troy even Troy O'Meary you know Prince Dorba uh, going to uh, Arizona State Um, you know Andre Kerich going to Tennessee Devin Richardson who had some good film going to Washington State and Jameer Johnson you know going power five at Indiana so he had uh, some good reps last year,
1: Joe. Jameer Johnson was the one guy that I was a little surprised by because the, right. the staff was kind of high on him.
0: But uh, none of those guys are, are my pick. I, I'm going to pick Ovi. Um, I, I know that uh, Texas fans may have a you know certain opinion of him uh, just for not being anything spectacular on the field, and I get that. But but he was solid. He was a starter, uh, and that's that's someone that Texas is going to have to replace – Either by finding somebody in the portal who really not sure if that player has appeared yet, what they're looking for, or developing their young guys, whether that be uh, Ethan Burke in year two, Colton Vosick in, in year one, uh, maybe even uh, someone like Jamon Tap. Uh, you know, maybe not to Darian Galette. It might be tough because it's going to be tough for him to get healthy right away and right. Uh, be full go. Uh, but th- there are a lot of you know younger players who couldn't pass Ov up um, who now are going to be relied on uh, at that weak side uh, edge position for the Longhorns. So I, I do think, you know, I get it with card being a, a regular contributor as a backup quarterback. Uh, but, but Ov was a starter. And I, I think that's going to be a little bit more of a loss than, uh, than a lot of people anticipate. So still, but uh, Texas, you know, that's what happens. You lose some talent, some guys transfer for playing time, some guys transfer for opportunity, transfer for a host of reasons. I mean, Ishmael Ibrahim wasn't uh on the team anymore, I believe. And you saw him enter the portal. Uh walk on Ben Ballard goes from uh, you know, being, I think, third or fourth string uh to you know helping Tom Herman out at Florida Atlantic. So uh I was
1: wondering know. when Herman was gonna try to dip into Austin a little bit. I was wondering when that. Ben Ballard, I guess, wasn't what we expected, but hey, give that kid a lot of credit. He, I think, Ballard needed. It was one of those things where Ballard, I believe, he graduated, and he needed to move on because he's wearing a number that's already been claimed by one of the new quarterbacks coming in this year. And so, I, I think that was a, a, a one of those win-win type of situations because number yeah. sixteen, buddy, is uh, it's taken already.
0: <laughs> Right. And we'll see. You know, you got a lot of former Longhorn staffers uh, joining them, I think, in, in FAU, joining Herman. Uh, you got Tim Beck's staff at Coastal Carolina that has quite a few former, uh, you know, members of Tom Herman staff there, like Craig Nivar, Derek Wareheim. So still some time for uh, anybody else to uh, find a, a new destination. But just
1: many former Texas coaches go with Herman. I think you'll see a couple. Right. It's not surprising that Tim Beck has more.
0: I'm I'm with you there. Justin, anything else or uh, we get to wrap up and talk about what happened on Junior Day after Junior Day next week? Yeah, the the Junior Day recap
1: is really why you need to tune back in uh, because we could talk it up. But until we talk to the kids and and get some concrete information, it's it's just we we tried to do a good job. I like the way you put it of opening the curtain and, and, and kind of seeing the background of what happens on a junior day. Next time, next next episode, we'll talk about uh, all the kids we saw and, and and what they had to say.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for watching another edition of On Texas Football. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, turn on notifications. You'll never miss a great video, uh, whether it be Bobby, Eric, Justin, uh, all of us on the live stream. Uh, never, Always good stuff here on On Texas Football. Make sure you head to InsideTexas.com. Get uh, access until August 31st to all our premium content uh, just for $29.99. Like I said, you get spring and workouts. You get all the recruiting scoop, uh, the humidor, uh, summer official visits, team workouts, fall camp, all the stuff. So go and check it out. Never a better time. And uh, Justin, thank you so much. Matthew Hutchinson, our producer, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time on, on Texas Football.